on this episode of the Magic Business Podcast. It's a big commitment and it's a big risk and it is going to have an effect on your relationship. Just going to put your relationship at risk. Welcome to the Magic Business Podcast, where we share insightful and delightful inner secrets about the business of magic. This is where magic professionals present their real-life experiences and their most guarded secrets to help further your career in the magical arts. I'm your host, Christian Painter, in partnership with the MagicOracle.club, where you can hear all of our Magic Business Podcasts. Jason and Stacey Allen live in Ohio, where they perform together. They primarily work the corporate market to include resorts, wineries, and special private events. They also have a public show that they perform once a month at the Alex Theater at the Metropolitan at the Nine. They recently performed on Penn & Teller Fool Us with a really entertaining and charming, engaging piece that was a lot of fun. They've been married for eight years and performing together for seven. And that's why we have them on the show, because we're going to talk about what it's like to work with your wife. And, and should you do this? Welcome to the show, Jason and Stacy. Hi. Hello. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great, and, and I'm really excited to have you guys on. And I'm going to start with the first question so we, we can see where you're at, which is, how did you even get here? Like, how did you two end up working together on stage? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> out of necessity? <laughs> like, no, no. The real, the real story is Jason told me when we met that I would never work with him. And now we've been working together for seven Let's years. Let's clarify. Let's clarify. <laughs> so I, um, I I had had experiences before where I didn't know how to work with a partner. Mm-hmm. And I tried it and it didn't work out well. And then out of necessity, um, I was doing a show that needed 10 minutes covered. You stepped in and did it. And yes. from that day on, we, we worked together. Yes. Okay. Now, well, now, wait a minute. I, what do you mean that necessity? What do you mean you had to have somebody so, cover or whatever? So we were uh, – I was performing at – the Roxino MGM mm-hmm. casino here in Cleveland. And uh, as you know, as a professional, sometimes the stages aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So I needed to bring some up on stage. This was for a crowd of 2,000 people. Yes. 50. It was, it, we were opening Very for large. Chubby Checker, which uh, that's a whole other story. Yeah. But uh, the steps to bring someone up were at the very back of the stage. Mm-hmm. So even if I jumped off the front of the stage, got someone and walked up, it was like a six-minute walk. Yeah. Um, so I needed someone to cover that. It was about six minutes. Yes. It, was, it was long enough for you to do the, the bowling ball appearance mm-hmm. to cover that while I brought someone up. Oh, wow. Actually, okay. Yeah. yeah, so I practiced in our living room for a while. He basically told me that I'll do fine. And uh, I had only done some really minor stuff, just kind of assisting here and there. Nothing really on my own in mm-hmm. his show up to that point. And he, he kind of made me go out there and do this whole thing by myself in front of 2,000 people. So Wow. Now, so, Stacey, I'm going to ask you a question, but I want to preface it with, uh, now, a lot of guys um, will have a wife in show business, but a lot of times it's uh, like a cruise ship guy who marries one of the dancers. So she's already kind of in, uh, well, she already is in in show business, but you weren't. Your background was what? So when Jason and I met, I was working as a full-time mental health therapist in community mental health in a local hospital. So I had no experience being on a stage, uh, doing anything of that nature. I've never taken a dance class, so no, that was not my background at all. Okay, and you and you probably had never even thought about being on a stage. 
No, never. I mean, the most I had done, I, I had a management position. So the most I had done was give trainings. I was, I was comfortable speaking in front of people at least. Okay. Um, I had only done some trainings for, you know, maybe 30, 50 colleagues, but never anything with giant stage lights and right. things like that. No. Now, so what happened for you? So give, give it to me from your uh, viewpoint. How did you go from that one time of performing in front of everybody to help cover Jason, where you had to get some to now being an actual part of the show? Oh, gosh. So um, I always liked magic. Never thought I would do it for a living. I always liked watching it. I always found it really intriguing and very cool and was interested. You know, I was a fan of David Blaine like everyone else uh, when I was growing up. Um, and then when he, I just really liked going to watch him perform when we first started dating. I loved watching him on stage and just the reactions he got from people. I thought that was just such a great experience. So she was basically a magic roadie. Yeah, basically. I used to come to his shows and carry his stuff and help him, (laughs) you know, and just watch him do his thing. And I loved it. And, uh, you know, when I started doing small things, it was just really fun and I loved my job, but it was super stressful and magic has its own stress. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a lot that goes into being a full-time magician that is also stressful, but it's a different kind of stress. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just really liked it. And when I went out and did this thing for the chubby checker show, I was terrified, but I wanted to do it again for some reason. I'm not <laughs> Yeah, I think we all understand that feeling. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I was terrified. I really don't remember doing it. Jason said it went well. I'm going to believe him. Uh, But I think I blacked out or something. But then I (laughs) wanted to do it again. And uh, the real kicker was Jason was working on a cruise ship when we were first together. And I got stuck in the snow here in Ohio driving to a meeting. And he was on the beach somewhere. Mm. And I thought, well, that's not fun. (laughs) So now let's go back to you for a moment, Jason. So now you've got Stacy. She's she's fun. She's bubbly. She's great on stage. Um, how are you now catching her up? Because you know, obviously, you've been doing this your whole life. So how are you teaching her to do all of the stuff that you've known for years how to do? Sure. So I come from a background of like a hobby magician where I love to collect slides. I love theory. I love you know, 17 ways to do a pass. And when we actually got together, all I came with were books. And I'm the type of person that if we're going to work on an effect, I'll work on it for seven days straight and Mm -hmm. I'll forget to eat. (laughs) And you come from kind of the opposite field where it's not your passion to practice that stuff all the time. So actually, when she jumped into the act, it taught me a ton um, about myself because I went back to Mark Wilson, um, the original book, and mm-hmm. I'm looking through, and I think I showed you the crisscross force. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you went and you got 10 minutes out of this crisscross force, and this guy standing there that watched me perform, I remember this, and he turned to me and he said, you're good, I'm not trying to be mean, but she is really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I went home and cried for about a week. I decided I was going to get a different job. <laughs> no, I. Uh, but watching her do that, I'm like... First off, you've you've heard of magic before, the simplest, you know, path to the the end effect. I was way overdoing stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I started to look at, and we had our different practice things. Like I love to practice like a Curtis cam thing and like try to palm like 17 coins Mm -hmm. at once where, and it's fun. You don't want to do that stuff. So I would, we would kind of research and find ways for you to do the same effect without palming 17 coins. Okay. 
Right. So I, I really like the fact that you like the Mark Wilson book, which is really a fantastic book. Oh, God. And, and yeah. just going back to that, where there is good stuff, right? I mean, so Stacy, and Stacy's coming from a different world where maybe she's not worried so much about the magic, but she's letting her personality and yes. one simple trick carry the day, right? Yes. Which is something I lacked. Um, I picked up magic. I was a kicker on a football team, and kickers were kind of picked on a bit. <laughs> and so magic was my way to stand out and not get picked on. Mm. And I came from it as a way to, I had a personality of a, as a magician. People knew me as the magician. Where Stacy came in and you were yourself, you're a therapist, you mm-hmm. were, you know. Mm-hmm. And so watching you do these things and magic's part of that has changed my perspective drastically. Now, okay, so talk to me this. Is, is this all rainbows and unicorns? I mean, are you guys just, I mean, is this, is this easy now to work on a show together? No, uh, no. Um, there are good and bad. I mean, with everything, there's good stuff and bad stuff. I mean, I would say, luckily, Jason and I get along very well, but that doesn't mean that there are not arguments. That doesn't mean that we don't have our egos hurt. Because ultimately, we're spending 24 hours a day together, and there's no separation between, you know, married life and work life. And that is difficult. But we've also, I've always kind of looked at my career as there's a business person and a magician. There's days where I do nothing but business, I do nothing but magic. And those two kind of intertwine a little bit. But when we started to work together, we found the separation of church and state in the sense that, like, I'm getting better at this, at my not doing magic for 12 days mm-hmm. straight, where I'm trying to, at five o'clock, shut off everything I'm doing and watch a movie or mm. play with a dog. Right. But but sometimes that, he's still palming a coin or well, shuffling <laughs> while watching the movie. But before or... those moments, like we're complete business. I mean, if the car, someone drives the car, needs to put gas and they put it in, or if they need to call someone to make a call, they do it. And if the other person doesn't agree with it because it's going to hurt the business, we bring it up. Right. Okay. Now, do you guys have separate jobs? In, in other words, does one of you do more of the business while the other one does more of the creative side? Or how do you divide up some of the some of the tasks? So it's a mixture because we initially started with straight separation. Yeah, we did. Where you were straight business, you'd get up in the morning and you'd have uh, 30 calls I need to make. And I'm over here palming, you know, doing mm-hmm. whatever. But we like notice certain things. Like I enjoy designing websites. Yes. I don't know if I'm any good at it, but like that business side, you have no interest. No, I don't. And I don't enjoy being on schedule. <laughs> and yeah. like you are, she, she organizes the business and you make the email, you make the calls. And, but we, it, there's like no defined line if we have to do something. We right. We'll both pick up where we need to. Um, yeah. We used to be much more separated on that where I would do strictly mostly the business and he would do mostly the creative side. But I would say now, I would say over the last three years, that's really shifted and we both kind of just balance that out and carry out the pieces we know we're good at. And that could be either business or magic. Okay. So, but what happens when, let me just give you, uh, let's just throw out an example. Somebody calls for a gig and, or, you know, you know, you have this, this, this line, you know, you're going to be talking to somebody who, how do you decide who's going to talk to that person and, and try to nail down the job, so to speak? Um, so it depends on where the relationship came from. Yes. If I'm so we both work a restaurant, we work a restaurant together. Stacy's side job is a balloon artist, yeah. an amazing mm-hmm. balloon artist, and the one reason you picked it up is because this restaurant we work is very loud. It's hard to do mentalism, mm-hmm. let alone you know. So if I have a conversation with someone, 
and they get to know me, I, I handle it. Mm-hmm. It's and, same. and vice versa. Or, or a lot of times we'll be working a corporate event and we do a lot of close-up magic and we both kind of work the room opposite ends mm-hmm. and same thing happens a lot there. So if I'm connecting with someone from another company and they're asking me questions and they give me their card, then, then I'll continue that conversation with that person uh, versus having Jason take over. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of just, yeah, it's just a, a, you know, each situation is different. If, if I've met the person then I might take over or if I'm busy and doing right. something else, then he'll take over. So it's just kind of just as needed. Okay. Okay. Well, I was just looking ahead that that might cause some problems, right? I mean, do, do you sometimes bump heads on something if you both want to do it a different way, or maybe you're, you decided maybe, maybe you're not agreeing on a price. Can that happen? Sure. Yes. Sure. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we have a roundabout idea of how our market works. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, here, let me jump in real quick. Sure. I think, I think that now seven years in, that's not as big of an issue. Okay. I would say in the beginning, yes, that was, you know, we would both say like, Oh, we should do this. And then the other person would say, well, I, you know, I raised the price when I talked to them or, you know, vice versa. But now I think that we have a pretty clear understanding because we, we actually do something that's interesting. We have like a Monday coffee meeting with each other. Um, on Monday mornings, we have our coffee and we kind of lay out. I thought you just made coffee. Yeah, <laughs> we lay out our, our goals, you know, our business yeah. goals. And we do talk about things like, you know, yeah, at the beginning of the year, we talk about, you know, what do we want our, you know, what do we, what do we want our market to look like this year? What do we think this type of show should be placed at? So we both have a pretty clear understanding of how we want to price ourselves. But there is, uh, I don't think argument's the right word, discussion. If, if there's a heavy discussion about something, it's worth talking about. Yeah. If there's a reason to have a heavy discussion. And so we've had a few. And you well, actually, I, I will tell you, I, I love that um, that idea of having a weekly um, meeting, as if you are a real business and you are, yeah, and, and of course you are a real business. But I mean, you're, but you're, you're not, you're taking the husband and wife out of it. Hey, we're two people in a business, and we need to. I, I think that's a very smart thing. Yes. Well, the way that it kind of started for us, we had a really, we had a very good year, and then we had a slump, mm-hmm. and we actually turned our library into our office. Mm-hmm. So uh, 10 a.m. We were there every day at 10 a.m. Yeah, our local library, we would go there. Like the actual library down the street. We'd go there at 10 a.m. We'd break at noon and go to lunch, then work until 2. Oh, wow. And we did this. And it really, because we were, it was, I was in a pretty depressed state. Mm-hmm. And like being home sounds fantastic. Um, there are a lot of things at home I'd rather be doing than business. Yes. Right. So, so forcing ourselves to get out of the house and, and have like our quote unquote office space, which was the library, I feel like we were much more productive together right. than being at home. The beautiful part of that though is you're surrounded by business books. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not surrounded by the stuff that's gonna make you lazy. Hey, let's just turn on the TV. Absolutely. <laughs> um so let me ask you this, because this is another uh I think a, a big thing that a lot of people don't think about, but I'm sure while Stacy was working initially, she has medical, she has you know, she has those nice yeah, things that working for a company has. And when you guys decided, you know what, she's going to quit her job, how scary was that? Let's start with Stacy. How scary was it to say, all right, we have nothing now? So it was extremely scary. Um, so scary that I would say it took us an entire year um, of number crunching, uh, projecting, business planning before we really committed to the idea that I was going to leave my job. It's not something we decided on a weekend or after a great show, it was really a year 
of planning when we decided that we thought we could do this together right. and we liked being on stage together and we thought we really had something there. It took us a full year to really commit to that idea and, a and year doing and, it. And I would even say three months where we, we like mock, this is how crazy we are. We mock ran living on my, my, I say my at the time, mm -hmm. my income. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we actually took all of her income and put it into an account and like, can we live on, Right, what he was making at that time in hopes that we would eventually make more. But right. um, we, yeah, we took it pretty seriously because yes, I, I was I was making a decent salary. I did have a 401k. I did have insurance for both of us and all of that was going to go away. Which um, was a fun conversation with her father all about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's not a conversation I think I would look forward to. No, no. It took me several tries. I'm very close with my parents and uh, I look up to my dad and my dad was a pretty successful business guy and he's retired now. But, um, you know, I took a lot of, uh, took a lot of things out of his rule book as far as like how I lived my life and the choices I made. And, you know, this was a big risk and I was nervous to tell him and uh, it took me three or four times going seven. to their house. Oh, seven. Seven okay. I say three or four times where I <laughs> chickened out and didn't tell them. Uh, but I was, very surprised when I did tell him and he was extremely supportive and was happy for okay, us. Okay, so. so let me tell you a couple of things that I'm hearing. So one, I'm hearing um, you guys thought this out. This was not, you know, what a lot of people might think, oh, we're just going to work together. You guys really planned it. You thought it mm -hmm. out. You even uh, kind of worked through, as you said, mock. Okay, well, so if we didn't have the salary, how would we do? Which I think is fantastic. Um, you guys worked out how you're going to work together. You've worked out things like we have to make sure we're a business and we treat ourselves as a business by going to the library, getting away from a you know a place where it'd be easy to get lazy and and forcing yourselves to work. So, I mean, this this is work. And I think people sometimes forget that. But I also don't want to just because I don't want people to think we're only focusing on how hard this is. There's mm -hmm. a fun part of working together, too. Right. Can we talk okay. about that? Yes. It's uh Yeah. It, it does sound that way that we're like very negative on it, but like I enjoy it. Um, and I think we have different reasons why we enjoy. I'll let you go first to make sure mine's all right. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, ultimately, I would say 90% of the time when people ask me, you know, if we enjoy working together, my short answer is usually yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reality is it, it can be tough um, and it's not for everyone, but it is fun. I mean, the fact that we get to do what we love, make a living doing it and do it together, and we get to travel together, we get to do all those things and meet right. people together and share our story. I mean, what's not fun about that? I think that's great. And I'm very happy that we get to do that and hope we continue to do it. And I fully agree like a good husband. <laughs> no, my, my perspective comes from exactly what you said. I agree 100%, but also from like the geeky magic side. So... Before I go any further, there's nothing wrong with assisting in a show. No. no and I say not. that from the point that I've learned to assist. I'm an assistant when you do magic. Mm -hmm. You're an assistant when I do, and then we work together. But the fun, geeky side to me is I started like treating us like characters. Mm -hmm. And so when we write stuff, when we script, like I have this Stacy that I can kind of sculpt in this like perspective of how I see, mm -hmm. and then I'll present it to you after I write, like I'll show it to you after I write, mm -hmm. and you'll like it or you don't like it. We talk about it, but it's fun to me. I actually get to do mentalism through help you by yeah. helping mm -hmm. you yeah so you get to do things so that I, you wouldn't normally do as your character where most magicians kind of give up magic and go straight to mentalism which is amazing and fantastic i get to do both mm -hmm. yeah so you mix magic and mentalism in the show yes okay and and do you have when you're working with your wife do you have a um 
like when you're thinking about a trick, how do you think about it with your wife? Sure. Well, it took a long time to figure that out. Uh, and it all started with how we were playing off of each other. I think I was talking Garrett Thomas, and I explained who we were. And he's like, oh, you're the Joker from Batman and Harley Quinn. Like, you're you're a manic guy, and she's a therapist that keeps everything together. And we, like, played with that idea mm -hmm. at first, and it wasn't us. And then we started to go back to more of a basic of, like, you, you're literally a therapist. You were a therapist, mm -hmm. and I'm some guy that did magic and loves to cheat at poker. I love to play cards. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of started to strip down by saying those things and not coming out and saying, you're a mentalist, I'm a magician, that frees up what we can do. Mm -hmm. So if you watch Fool Us, Stacy does a card vanish. Mm -hmm. And it's just, in my opinion, it's justified because it's a story mm -hmm. right. about us. It's not, she couldn't use her telekinetic powers and, you know, like because of this, but it's a story. Um, so I kind of write that way. It's kind of the way that I look at it. It's like, how would we interact and tell a story about something that happened with us? And would it be all right if Stacy did a bit of magic? Mm -hmm. Now, do you write Stacy's lines or just, or do you just give her some ideas and she writes her own lines? So I, what I do is I'll just kind of free write and then I'll bring it to her and we kind of sit down and do the, the editing process is where you jump in. So Jason is really creative, but he, this is in a nice way. He's also, <laughs> and he's also more all over the place, right? To say right. Cause he's creative and he's <laughs> always thinking of a thousand things at once. Mm -hmm. So what he does is he'll get an idea or ideas and he'll just start putting it all on paper or all on the computer. And then he brings it to me and then I can kind of decipher through that. And then I can kind of piece it together or clean it up. And so that's kind of how we work because I'm not great at just coming up with ideas. Like I, if he looks at me and says, what do you, you know, tell me a story or come up with an, uh, you know, a, an idea for this effect. I just stare at him. Like, I don't know where to start with that. Mm -hmm. He's really good at just making something from nothing. And I'm really good at cleaning that up, pulling out the pieces that aren't necessary and making it. The editor. You're a good editor. Yeah. And, but we both do a little bit of those each, you know, like sometimes I will have an idea and I'll write it out and he'll say, this is a great idea, but you know, the magic portion, we could change these things because his knowledge of magic and theory is so much deeper than mine. Of course. Right. Um, so now, okay. So if I want you guys, you guys are very cute, very fun on stage and, and we're going to go, oh, look at that couple. <laughs> and I'm sure you get a ton of people go, oh, how can I work with my spouse on stage? <laughs> and so, and, and then when they begin asking you these questions, it's, I'm sure it's the same questions over and over. But what's the one question that they never ask you, but they should be asking you? Uh, you want me to ask? I can, sure, I can, can answer this. Is it, is it worth it? <laughs> well, okay, that's pretty heavy. And what does that mean? Like when, when, you, when you say that, is it worth it? What do you mean? So you're going to get two different perspectives here. Um, to me, I my life is magic. I love magic. I love to talk about it. I am obsessed with it. What I mean by is it worth it is, is that person equally interested in having some aspect of that, that obsession in their life? Mm -hmm. And I'll answer what, what I see you perform the way that I think it. Stacey enjoys being on stage. You shine very well on stage. And I enjoy everything. I actually don't really care to be on stage. I'm the opposite. 
that's just a byproduct that comes out. But you enjoy it, and mm-hmm. you you and the reason that I I myself pushed was when you did that crisscross force and you did a business card peak, and the reaction I could see you get from the, the reaction these people gave you, mm-hmm. like you see a spark, and you can see if somebody's interested. Not everyone's interested. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I'll give you an example. So early on, when Jason and I started dating, he started taking me to magic conventions. Um, now it has changed in recent years and I'm happy to see a lot more women coming to magic conventions on their own or, you know, with their partners, whatever it may be. Um, but I did have a lot of magicians approach me at magic conventions and say, I wish my wife would come or I wish my girlfriend would come, but she doesn't like magic. And then they would say, I want her to be in the act. And that's exactly what he's talking about is (laughs) you can't just make someone love the art or love performing. I I think you really need to make sure that this is, it's a big commitment and it's a big risk and it is going to have an effect on your relationship. Um, It can have a great effect, but it can also have a negative effect if you're not aware of, you know, any type of business you do with your partner, not just magic, any type of partnership, right? um, you know, outside your marriage is going to put your relationship at risk if you're not ready for it. So I think that's it. It's just, it's just being, if you don't have good communication to begin with, that may not be a great choice. Uh, no, I think I think you guys nailed it. I think, you, wow, that was perfect. You're right. Is this going to work? You might dream of it working, but if that partner is sure. not going to be as much committed as you are, this is going to be a disaster. Absolutely. Well, I, I think that the main thing, if you are considering it, is to not look at like, I want to put, and it goes either ways, uh, any, uh, any type of spouse you have, husband, wife, whatever it is. I, I don't think of, I want them to be in the act. Find something really simple like uh, tricks out there that you can give the effect away or have someone or teach them how to do and have them try it. And if they show interest in it, push it further. I mean, you, like I said, right. crisscross force. Okay. We went to the, the business card I, peak I keep talking about. Mm-hmm. We practiced that. Mm-hmm. We went to a party. I was working. And I turned and said, "Do you, she can do a trick too. Threw you on the spot because mm-hmm. that's how I work. <laughs> that's what he does. He just throws uh, me out there. But yeah. you were ecstatic afterwards, like how it worked. Yeah. It and was... that was that was the time to pursue, like, hey, you want to you want to be on the show? Do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Hey guys, we have run out of time. Oh wow, that was fast. But look, you guys were fantastic. This was a blast. I fully enjoyed listening to this. Um, and, and I look forward to seeing you guys perform again here in the near future. Well, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our Magic Business Podcast. Please visit themagicoracle.club where you can hear all of our Magic Business Podcasts and enjoy a vast array of additional magical knowledge. We'd like to leave you with this old magical adage, and it goes, you can't fix a poor show with a thousand dollar trick. As always, we at the Magic Oracle wish you continued success on your path in the magical arts.